This is episode number 13 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast and in this episode we talk all about why your business should resemble a Macy's department store at Christmas. It's all coming up on this fabulous pre-Christmas episode of the show. Welcome to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to helping great physical therapists become hugely successful business owners. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. So welcome to episode number 13 of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. I'm excited to be here, excited to share with you um, more information about how to help you to go from being a brilliant solo practitioner to a super successful uh, business owner because there is a difference. So uh, we're at episode number 13. Um, Thank you again for everybody uh, who's reached out to me. Thanks for all the great comments. Thanks for all of the reviews. This community that we are building together is incredible people from all over the world people from japan reaching out to me we've got people from south america people from all across the us all across australia new zealand britain uh france i've had people reach out to me from france so it's um it's a pleasure it's an honor and it's wonderful to be here and to serve you and to pass on um even just a fraction of what i know if i can help make a difference to your life and to your business then it is very well worthwhile and uh for me from a personal point of view i love to connect with people i love to travel i love to um, find out more about you and where you live and uh, this podcast is um, certainly helping me to connect with more people from all across the globe and I feel already um, just from the listenership that I've uh, built up on this podcast over the last few months that I anywhere I want to go now there will be a listener that I can uh, reach out to and, and let's go have a beer you know type of um, type of scenario so it's wonderful for all of us so today Fabulous episode. It's 10 days before Christmas, okay, and nothing is calm. Everybody is out and about shopping and getting ready for uh, family coming and buying gifts and presents. And I guess depending upon when you listen to this podcast, because I do appreciate you could be listening to this months and years in advance. You could be listening to me on a plane, flying on your vacation somewhere next summer. Um, But if you're listening to this in the moment, it's 10 days before Christmas and uh, everybody is rushing around. And I've just come from um, a day yesterday with my family. I took half a day. I went uh, home yesterday at 2 p.m. and we went to um, a shopping mall called the Metro Center. Okay, If you're from Britain, you might be familiar with it. If you're not, um, Google it. It's one of the biggest shopping malls in the whole of the UK. It's called the Metro Center. It's in a city called Newcastle. Uh, where I went to university, by the way, a fabulous uh, city, love to go there. So I went there yesterday and we did our thing and we did our Christmas shopping and um, Harry was running wild, uh, a three-year-old now, and I've realized that it's getting harder and harder and harder to do the stuff that um, you used to be able to do. You know, I had Tobias, who is 15 weeks, so he's there with us, and people say to us all the time whenever they see us now, um, I bet you've got your hands full with uh, Tobias, and we said Tobias is not really the you know the the problem if you like it's the three-year-old who no matter what you do or what you say to him just will not listen and i am my favorite phrase right now in my home is i'm going to give you to three i'm going to give you to the count of three okay it's like the thing that i'm saying on a daily basis multiple times over 
because he doesn't listen to me the first time he doesn't listen to me the second time and we've now developed this uh thing you have till the third go and then he knows he's in trouble um if he hasn't done it by the third go so so anyway there we were yesterday we um we spent the day in uh in the shops and i realized as i was wandering around the shop yesterday that the shopping mall or the department stores that you find inside of the malls um, have what I believe to be some resemblance to how your business should set up, okay? Your business should be set up to cater for different people um, in the store because let's look at it like this, all right? One of the mistakes that I think a lot of businesses make, so this is the way I'll explain that, one of the mistakes that a lot of businesses make is that they think that everybody is at the same point in their purchase decisions, in their ability to make a decision, okay? So we've been schooled as physical therapists to think that it's all about skill and that it's all about the research, it's all about the logic. Now, it is still, and it was a lot more a few years ago, but most definitely isn't anymore. If you've listened to the episode, I think it was episode number nine or 10 on healthcare consumerism, you'll know that it's here and you'll know that it's affecting your business today and it's going to affect your business more and more and more if you don't care for customers, patients, clients, whatever you want to call them, people who want to do business with you. If you don't resemble what um, these big stores and these big chains and the online companies are doing to them and how they are making them feel and how easy they are making it to do business with you're going to lose you're going to find it increasingly more and more difficult and that's going to frustrate the life out of a lot of very great physical therapists who have got the skill who have got the logic who have done the research and are able to help people but it don't mean nothing it don't mean nothing unless you're able to make people feel the same way that they are used to being made to feel now so the department store analogy I'm going to dig into today. And while I'm on the topic of healthcare consumerism, again, I, I spoke about this wildly, uh, you know, and I'm a huge fan of it. Um, it's here. It's just here. And in the shopping mall yesterday, so I went and uh, went into the Apple store like I do. If you follow my work, you know, I'm a huge fan of Apple. Um, I'm just I just love everything about them. I love their story. I love their concept. I love uh, their products. But more importantly, I just love going into their store because they make me feel pretty special whenever I go in. So a few things happened yesterday in the Apple store before I move into the uh, department store analogy. So I went in uh, with a view of looking at the watches. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a runner, I'm a keen runner. I want to start tracking my heart rate via the watch and linking it all up on my phone and all this type of stuff. So I walked in and it was pretty busy, obviously 10 days before Christmas and they had a girl there who approached us and she said, hey, uh, do you need some help? We said, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm interested in the watches, blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay. Um, I'm just the floor attendant. I'm just making sure everybody gets seen to. I'm going to put your name on the list and somebody will be with you within five minutes. And the first thing she said after she took our name was, um, are you making a purchase decision today? Which I thought was brilliant. It was just genius. And um, my girlfriend was, you know, the one who was kind of checking us in and um, giving us the details. And I had a little smile on my face. And Natalie looked at me and she said, what are you laughing at? And I said, the comment you know the comment it's genius and the girl who worked in the apple store 
she looked at me and she started to smile. She said, what's so funny? I said, um, it's one of the best comments I've I've heard. I said, look, I'm in marketing and I teach marketing and you know sales, that type of thing uh, to people all over the world. And I said, the comment that you've just given me is, is beautiful. And, and we joked and, and I said, listen, if I answered yes, do I get, you know, do I get seen immediately? Or if I answer no, am I kind of further down the pecking order? And she said, oh, it doesn't work like that in here. And I said, come on, it works like that everywhere. Um, <laughs> it works like that everywhere, just in different, you know, in different levels. But um, what what's so wonderful about the comment is are you ready to make a purchase decision? Um, it's not from a salesy point of view. What it does is the guy who then comes to talk to me and teaches me about the watch understands where I'm at in the world. And if if I'm there saying no, I have absolutely no I no interest in buying. I'm just here speculating and and looking at it, and you know I'm I'm starting from scratch. He's going to speak to me in a completely different way, and so he should. But if he if he knows that I'm in a purchase decision mode, then he's going to speak to me in a different way um, again because I've probably done some research on the internet. I've probably gone and done the reviews and he knows then it's just a case of, okay, which one do you want? Let me help you make the right decision. So again, it's significant. It's a significant um, shift in the way that we view the individual that's in front of us. It's not salesy and it's not wrong and it's nothing bad. And the girl took offense to it immediately, you know, in a fun way. She was like, oh, we don't do that here. And I was like, well, why not? Like, because this is what customers are. They're in different positions, different points, different decision-making. Um, they're all in different decision-making points of their of their journey, if you like, towards buying the product that they need. So I just thought that was great. And, and again, remember the phrase, are you ready to make a purchase decision today? Um, and it allowed the person that was going to come and talk to me to um, speak to me where I am, which was not ready to make a purchase decision because I didn't know enough. I hadn't done my research. I hadn't looked on the internet. I hadn't reviewed any sites. I hadn't asked any questions previously. I just kept hearing about these Apple Watches. Um, and I decided to walk into the store, Natalie's thinking about buying me one for Christmas. I was like, okay, let's go, cool. let's go in and ask. Um, and let's start to get some information around this product. So the guy comes over to me. And again, the guy was great. He was like, okay, what do you know? I said, nothing, absolutely nothing. He was like, okay, let me start from scratch. The first thing that you need to know is that the watch's functionality, they're exactly the same. So essentially what you're buying will be the case, will be the strap, will be um, the weight, if you like, or the look. That's it. I was like, wow, like you've just made it very, very, very easy now for me to decide which one I want. So again, why I love these guys is, um, or the Apple stores, because they work out where you are, they work out at what point you know you you are in the decision making process, and then they make it very easy for you to make a decision. So he said, "What do you do for a living?" I was like, "Well, okay, I you know I travel all over. I teach business. I've got a, a physiotherapy clinic business." He's like, "Okay, well, anything else that you like to do?" I said, "Yeah, I love to jog. I love to you know cycle, swim, all these things that I do, uh, particularly when I'm you know traveling, etc. I like to keep as active and as fit as possible." He's like, "Right, okay, well, we need to talk potentially about this watch over here. If you hook this watch up to that uh, to your phone, it'll." do this this and this i was like great so i can start to make a decision didn't speak to me about the price and then he made he let me try them on so again the tangible you know the tangible aspect he let me compare the 15 you know the the uh the, the most expensive one versus the cheaper one didn't tell me at this point the prices and i didn't know the price i was like okay cool well i actually think it's this one i like um i like the look of this one i like the feel of this one and this seems to be the sportier look that i you know that i want to go for so he said right great um if that's the one you want now let's look at the cost or the different versions of the one you want again um now we've made the decision 
that that seems to be the one that suits you and your needs. He explained to me all the functionality, how it works, how it would link up to my phone. Then it came to the, right, now you've got to decide on the version. He said, but based upon what you've told me today, there's two versions. There's a 300 pound one and a 400 pound one. Based upon what you've told me today, I think you're better off with a 400 pound one. Why? Because it's got GPS on. And you told me at the beginning of the conversation that you like to go for a run and that you want to start mapping your runs, compare you know, your heart rate, your calories, et cetera, et cetera, and build up a portfolio of, of your, um, you know, your fitness activities. If that's what you want, you need to buy the 400 pound one because it's got GPS. If you buy the 300 pound one, I think you'll be disappointed. So he didn't sell me anything. He didn't do any selling. He literally just asked me some questions, worked out what I wanted, positioned the product in line with what I needed um, and what I wanted to get as a result of buying this watch so that I was happy. And then he positioned me on the, the two different options. And he made a recommendation for me, not based upon price, based upon my needs. He was never selling me anything. Even though it was an extra £100, an extra 25%, more expensive, it didn't feel like he was selling me something. He never ever sold me it. He let me decide which one was right and he made a recommendation. So again, um, I keep teaching this and I talk about this on my classes and on my courses. There is no such thing as selling and, and feeling awkward or uncomfortable about selling if you ask the right questions. We're making a prescription. That guy, if he'd let me buy the cheaper watch without understanding the significance of the GPS, could have meant that I went and bought this watch, went and did my runs, and then was frustrated at the fact that I couldn't map them properly. Or I couldn't get the data or the information that I wanted. Therefore, I've made a bad decision buying from Apple. If I made a bad decision buying from Apple, I don't feel great or confident about buying from Apple in the future. That's the key to their success. Their prescription, their consultative questions when you walk into the store, allow them to make a prescription in the same way that your consultative questions in an evaluation on a website form, on a telephone call uh, held by the secretary, all of these questions allow you to make um, a more effective prescription of care based upon the needs of the person that you are serving. Nothing to do with costs and money. I keep saying it, we are not bank managers, we are not accountants, we are not tax advisors, we are not um, there to talk about their financial affairs. We are there to give a prescription and make a recommendation of care based upon what that person has told us. If they don't want to pay for it at the other end, that's completely up to them. If they don't see the value and you've done everything, that's completely up to them. So, massive lessons to be learned in the Apple Store. And again, okay, and you want to know the, the, the kicker on all of this? So, Mr. Goff walked into the Apple Store, not ready to make a purchase decision. What did Mr. Goff do? Bought a watch. Bought a watch. Why? Because they kept me in the store, they asked me the right questions, they matched a the product up to the needs in my life and the challenges and the problems that I had, which is, you know, I want to be able to um, monitor my heart rate and do all this stuff. And I, yeah, I wanted something that looked cool and sporty and something that I could wear and very easily you know send emails or texts or whatever if i can't be bothered to put my hand in the phone in my pocket to get my phone so and i've and again i'm going to say this i keep 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 saying it when you get somebody who rings up and says um, can i have some information or can i have a price if you give them that price or if you just answer the yes no questions you will lose them if you can engage with them and you can take the time to find out what they want and you can keep them in your store, which could be in the clinic or on the phone for as long as possible, you will get more people buying from you as of today. It's just a fact, okay? Again, look around the stores. Look around at what's going on in healthcare consumerism. Look at your life. 
today when you go shopping step outside of yourself and realize what happens to you when you walk into an apple store as mr goff who's not ready to make a purchase decision and i openly admit that to to the person in front of me that i'm not ready to make a purchase decision and yet 20 minutes later i make a purchase decision how how can I go from not ready to make a purchase decision to buying a $400, $600 equivalent watch in 20 minutes? How? Because I was asked the right questions. I was clearly able to see how the product would add value to my life, enough value that I was happy to make a confident purchase decision with that company. If you're getting today, people are making inquiries who are not ready to buy and you're walking away thinking they just don't want to book, they don't want to pay the money, I would wager that 8 out of 10 of those inquiries are the questions that you're asking, the way that you're making people feel, and the time that you're allocating. I keep talking about this wonderful thing called time. It's the most precious, precious entity on the planet. Not money, time. Time. If you give your clients time before they give you their money, you will win in business. Everything will come back down to that. Give me time. You make me feel more confident about doing business with you. And if you make me feel more confident about doing business with you, you are much, much, much more likely to get my business. So that was the Apple Store. So again, that is, you know, again, backed up everything that I've been teaching about healthcare consumerism, how we make decisions, why time is so important, the confidence, the clarity, the understanding of where people are right now, not just you know, assuming because I'm in your store that I'm going to buy something. Not just assuming that because I've been referred by a doctor that I want 10 sessions of physical therapy. Not just assuming that I've made an inquiry that I should book. It does not work like that in any other profession, in any other industry, in any other shop, in any other country, in any other town, anywhere ever in the world, ever. And the sooner that physical therapists face up to the fact that we are not exempt from how human beings are hardwired to make decisions and hand over credit cards, the more successful that we will be as a profession, okay? So let me move on to the um, department store analogy. So again, so there I was. I'm wandering around um, you know, the, the shopping center um, in between fighting with Harry, um, in between feeding Tobias and in between changing Tobias's nappy and everything else. And you know, we've got this list as long as our arm. Um, I'm starting to think about how this resembles a business. So there I go into a department store, which um, if you're in the US, think Macy's. Okay? If you're in Britain, um, think House of Fraser and Debenhams. All right, um, Australia, I'm not 100% sure of the department store names, but I'm sure something will come to me as I, uh, as, as I talk. So let's pretend we're in Macy's. We all know what Macy's is. So think Miracle on 34th Street. You're in New York City right now. You're doing your Christmas shopping. And today, millions and millions of people are walking into Macy's. All right, Harrods, same thing. So Harrods, London, Macy's, huge department stores. So I'm a consumer. Okay, and I, um, I'm thinking about buying something. And I walk into your store, and let's say what I need is on uh, the fifth floor. It's on the fifth floor, okay? Uh, I looked at the map on the bottom of the department store that says, if it's men's shoes, you've got to go to the fifth floor. All right, okay. This is an analogy I'm going to give you now, and I'll, I'll swing back on it um, once I've given you the analogy. So i got to get to the fifth floor. How do I get there? So the place that I need to be and the thing that I need in my life, which is the new pair of shoes or the gift of a new pair of shoes that I need to buy for somebody, is on floor number five. How do I get there? More importantly, how many options 
are there for me to get there? How many options are there for me to get to floor five? So I can see the elevator. And if I want, I can walk over to the elevator, I can press a button, I can step inside, and I can press floor number five. And this elevator will take me quite quickly, probably high speed, to floor number five. The bell will ring, I step off, and I'm at the destination. I'm at the place that I need to be in my life right now. On the face of it, pretty simple. And a lot of people will get in the elevator. However, what if I don't like riding in an elevator? What if I'm like a lot of people around the world who don't like to ride in an elevator for whatever reason? I've heard bad stories. I'm scared. I don't like the enclosed space. Uh, It just feels uncomfortable. It feels awkward. It's super busy at this time of the year. Somebody might stink if they stand next to me. There's all sorts of reasons why I might not want to get in an elevator. I've got tons of bags and it doesn't look as though I'm going to be able to fit in that elevator uh, with all of these bags. I just don't want to get in the elevator today. But the thing that I need the place that can solve my problem or the you know the, the thing that I need in my life right now today is on floor number five. So I've still got to get there. So what do Macy's do? Do Macy's say, take the elevator or leave? Or do Macy's say, hey, Mr. Goff, we have an escalator over here. Why don't you take the escalator? Because it's a bit more of a smoother ride. It's a bit easier. You can enjoy the scenery. You can smile at one or two people who are going down while you're going up. You can look around. You can start to see other departments in this department store that you might want to visit before you leave the store at the end of today. It's a smoother ride. It's pretty safe. You know that even if there's a mechanical fault, there's an electrical fault, or there's an issue, you're going to be able to continue the rest of the journey on your own. You're going to be able to walk. How does that sound, Mr. Goff? Well, that sounds great. But I don't really like escalators either. Okay, so you don't want to go in the elevator. You don't really like escalators. How about you take the stairs? It's only five floors. And you know what? I actually quite like to keep active and to keep mobile. And I quite like to walk up the stairs. Feels more comfortable. Don't like lifts. I'm not really keen on on these escalator things. I'm a little bit uncomfortable. I'm a little bit uneasy when I get on these types of things. So I think I'll start with the stairs. It's only five flights. I think it might take me a bit longer to get there, but I'm very comfortable and I'm very happy and I'll, I'll take the stairs. That That's cool. You know, I, I'll take those stairs. So in theory, what Macy's are doing to me is giving me three different options to get to the place that I really need to be, which is floor number five, because that's where the shoes are that I've seen on the internet that I know I need to buy um, as a gift for my Uncle John, who I, you know, he's done loads for me this year, and I want him to buy a lovely gift. Now, if I went into Macy's today and there was only one way of getting to floor five, whether they said, hey, all of you take the stairs, or all of you take the escalator, or all of you take the elevator, um, Macy's profits would be substantially cut. There is a reason you go into Macy's today and the lifts are full, the escalator is full and there are still people walking up and down the stairs because human beings like to take different paths to get to the destination. So let's compare that now to a physical therapy business. How many different points of entry do you have today to get people to their destination? Because I'd wager that for 99.9% of physical therapy practices around the world today, there is just one way to get to the destination there is only one option it's a first evaluation which will be usually a 60 minute evaluation and that is it it's book now start the journey with a 60 minute paid for appointment 
and hope to God that you enjoy the ride to the destination. In in like in a million years, gonna be good enough moving forward. It's not good enough right now today, but it's most certainly not going to be good enough further down the line. So what we have to have is different ways, different paths, different entry points, different um, places of entry, if you like, to cater for the now massively different types of customer that you inherit on a daily basis. Macy's, three different ways to get to the same destination, okay? Now, I might get in the elevator and I might think, I want a faster one. I want to get to floor five in super duper quick time. I'm ready to go. Like, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I've got no time. I cannot wait any longer. I need the fast route to floor number five to get these shoes. That's the guy who's in a lot of pain or the guy who is very confident, who has been referred by three of his friends have been to see you. Two doctors have told him about you. He's done all the reviews and he's checked you out online and he just knows you're the right guy. He is super confident. There's no skepticism. There's no resentfulness around another healthcare practitioner who screwed him over in the past. He's ready to get in the high-speed elevator. He wants the lift on his own and he wants somebody in there pressing the buttons for him. He is ready to go and he's ready to pay the top fee for you to get going today. Like, in fact, he wants it yesterday, but he will settle for it today. That guy exists today, okay? That guy or that girl exists somewhere in your database today and we'll probably call today. However, there ain't many of them. There ain't that many of them. Super confident, pumped, ready to go. Just give it to me, what is it? Even if I get this decision wrong, I can deal with that. He's in the high-speed elevator and like he's off at floor number five. He's straight over to the shoes that he wants, the credit card's out and he's buying. Don't go on. Don't go on in, in, there's not enough of them to grow and scale businesses. So what we then could have is somewhere in the middle, the lady who goes, you know what? I think I need physical, and I think I've got a problem, and I think you might be able to help me, but I'd like to just slow this relationship down because right now it feels as though it's going pretty fast. Like I just made an inquiry on your website and all of a sudden you've jumped all over me and you want me to book an appointment. You're trying to get me in a high-speed elevator. And I'm not ready to go in the high-speed elevator yet. However, if I can go on the escalator, the nice-paced escalator, I can see some familiar and friendly faces, and I can see one or two employees who seem to be nice, and you know nobody's going to do anything, nobody's going to hurt me. I can have a look around the store, I can get warm, I can start to take my jacket off, I can take my skirt off and my hat and my gloves and all these things that I've got on me at, at, at this time of year, and I can start to think about how this place might be able to solve my problem. That lady exists as well. She's calling you today. So she wants to get on five flights of stairs. She wants five flights of escalators. Why? Because she's not confident. She's not comfortable yet. She's not ready to make the quick purchase decision. She's not ready to hand over $150 yet. But if she stays in the store a little while and she gets familiar and she gets comfortable, by the time that she gets to floor five, by the time that she gets to the shoes that she needs to solve the problem in her life, the gift that she needs to buy for her son or her husband or whoever, she's had more time in the store. Just like Paul. Paul, who was not ready to make a purchase decision in the Apple store yesterday, 20 minutes later, made a purchase decision in the Apple store because of this wonderful thing called time. So, today you're getting phone calls from people who want 
to come up the escalator. Or, in fact, I'd wager you're not getting phone calls from people who want to come up the escalator because they're looking on your website and it says book now. They're calling your clinic and it says, would you like to make an appointment? Would you like to go ahead now? Too fast. All right. And then, then we've got somebody who thinks, you know what? I don't like escalators. I really want to slow this down. I want to take my time to get to floor number five. I'm going to take the stairs because I'm really skeptical. I'm really nervous. And I'm frightened about getting in an escalator. I don't like these. Sorry, I'm frightened about getting in an elevator. I've heard bad stories. Or I got stuck in one once, the equivalent of going to see a PT and getting screwed. I don't really like the escalators because, you know, last time they were just cramped and, you know, this thing stopped in front of me and I just didn't like the way that it, it, it happened. So what I'm going to do, I'm a bit more of a private person. I'm a bit more of a guy who likes to keep myself to myself. And I think what I'll do is just tentatively make my way to the fifth floor via the stairs. And that's cool. It's going to take me a little bit longer, but I'm good with that. I'm good with that. I'm happy to take a little bit longer to get to floor number five because if I can, I'm starting to feel even more comfortable and familiar. I've had some time to think about the decision as I start to go up these stairs on my own where nobody's pressurizing me, nobody's hassling me. I don't have to look at anybody. I can just keep my head down and get to floor five. That guy is in your business today as well. That guy wants to do business with you today, but right now he can't. Right now, you're not making it easy for him to do business with you. So I'd wager that you probably have a business that today caters for one type of person in one type of mindset and one type of position um, and you're losing a small fortune because of it. So um, I'd encourage you massively to think about the um, that analogy and how you can do that. It's why I preach free information. So what's free information? Free reports, videos, um, tips to help people make better decisions. That's the equivalent of the stairs. That's the equivalent who just goes, I am nowhere near ready to get in your elevator yet and get to floor five, but I've got a problem. And if you just hang with me and you help me and you let me have the time to make that decision, I'll make my way there slowly, but very tentatively. I've still got the same back pain. I've still got the same knee pain, but I'm not in a position to say yes to you today. I don't like taking the elevator anywhere and I don't like escalators. You think I should, but I don't. So if you just let me go up the stairs, I'm cool with that. And I'll make a better decision by the time I get there. And when I do get there, you'll probably get my business. So that's why I advocate things like free information, free reports. How can you help that person? Because there are more people there today in healthcare who want to take the stairs to get to floor five than who want to take the elevator to get to floor five. There are millions of people with problems. And almost 97% of them are not ready to make that impulsive purchase decision which most physical therapists assume is happening today so free information it's why i advocate value-based education-based marketing is the only way and it's only it's only going to get more and more important for you as you grow your business as healthcare consumerism takes over as people get more skeptical as people get more sliced um in little fractions of communities and pockets of people there are now hundreds if not thousands of different pockets of people whereas before it was either i'm going to buy or i'm not that's not the case anymore so how can we uh, put the equivalent of the escalator into our business that slow smooth journey up to the fifth floor which takes um, a little bit longer than the elevator but it's a little bit faster than the stairs. That could be the equivalent of what I call the discovery visit, where we give people time. Again, okay, I'm, I'm one step on from needing information, but I'm still one step away 
from being ready to give you my credit card and book out 10 sessions of PT. That's what I call a discovery visit, okay? And the elevator guy, well, that's the guy who's on my website today. He wants to make an inquiry. He's ready to go. Let, let's just tell me how much this is going to cost. Let me make an inquiry and tell me when I can have an appointment. And I'm good to go. So if you look around my business, the success and the reason that I have been so successful in the cash per model is because I've recognized this theory, this concept that people deserve to be threat and are in different decision-making um, positions across the course of um, deciding to come and see you. And we need different entry points to let them in. So my website, take some free information. Stairs. Start with a free discovery visit. Escalator. Make an inquiry about cost and availability. Elevator. Three different ways to do business with me. And even when you get into my fifth floor, okay, do you want a black pair or do you want a brown pair of the same shoes? Okay, Mr. Goff, do you want to start with a 30-minute visit or do you want to start with a 60-minute visit? Because we know that you could still be a little bit skeptical even though you've made it to the fifth floor. And I'm not going to assume that you want these black pair of or shiny black pair of shoes because you might want to wear a silver suit to the wedding, in which case you might be better off with some brown. Same shoes different reasons again guys this is the way we have to think um and the gold will go to the people who are able to step outside of the old-fashioned physical therapy model now look it's cool if you want to if you're in the you know let's just get doctor let's buddy up to doctors and get referrals off and then that's cool like those guys will just keep you know serving patients up on a plate but even that's getting harder and harder i know i work with people who are getting still referrals from doctors and they're finding it harder and harder and harder to get these people on schedule and they're trying harder and harder to be better physical therapists and what they have to do is try harder and harder and harder to actually spend some time thinking about their customers not thinking about the letters before and after their name it's about the customer. If you truly step into the shoes and walk a few steps into the shoes of your customer and you're able to help these people make decisions, you are going to be incredibly successful in the new model because a lot of people are resistant to this type of stuff. A lot of people don't accept that it's this simple. A lot of people will much prefer to spend five weekends on a skills course or a, um, a you know McKenzie course or an Ags and Snags course, whatever. I'm a big fan of all that stuff. you got to have it. Um, but if you keep focusing on all of that and you ignore all of this, you will lose in business. You are going to lose. And you know what? So you should. And that's, I keep saying it, so you should because it's borderline arrogant um, to think that way. I understand why people do it, but now the game is the customer, not the product. Okay, The product will take care of itself um, because you'll always find your way to these types of courses. But if you obsess over the skill and being the practitioner, um, it's going to be impossible to grow and scale a business because this is now in 2016, heading into 2017, how the bigger companies like Apple, like Zappos, uh, the big department stores, the Macy's, they are conditioning your customer to be able to do business with them in many different ways, starting at different points with different price points. Uh, again, look at Apple. You want the same, you want a laptop? Okay, you can have this one or that one. Different price, two different prices for the same type of laptop. Most physiotherapy clinics today, one price, one way, one starting position. It is prehistoric to keep running 
your business like that and is why so many people are resisting care plans so many people have been rushed up in an elevator sat on the fifth floor with a pair of shoes in front of them you know the the well-meaning customer service girl she's got the shoes out that she thinks that you need or you pointed to or or you were looking at and she's trying to sell you them um there and then and yes you've got them on your feet and you're thinking that these are the right and you're starting to think well yeah you know these these could match up my suit but I'm really just not ready yet. I haven't weighed up my options. I don't feel confident about buying these shoes. What if I make a mistake? And yeah, you've said that there's a 30 day money back guarantee, but what if, somebody else said that to me before. And when I brought the shoes back, they said I could only have a gift receipt. I could only have a, an exchange. It wasn't a refund. All of these things are starting to go through my mind, particularly as the cost of the shoes increases. If the shoes are $30, yeah, I might take a risk. I might take a risk because the pain of getting that decision wrong is not too bad. But if I want to pay $180 for the shoes that I want, that's a pretty painful mistake to make. Because what if I have to come back on the 30th of December and there's a huge queue at the returns counter and I don't have the time to stand in a huge queue. And I think, okay, I'll come back next weekend. And then I forget to come back next weekend and all of a sudden my 30-day window to bring these shoes back has elapsed. What have I done? I've made a bad purchase decision. And every single consumer today has made a bad purchase decision at some point in their life. And it is the reason why they will not buy from you or it is our reason that they are not buying from you today. So my question, as always, is what are you doing today to make it easy? Okay, marketing has to fit into this. How can you help people to understand what you do? What's your receptionist doing on the phone to help people to understand them, to sit in their shoes, to do what the Apple Store guy did to me? Where are you in your decision-making process? Are you ready or do you just need some information? Is this a tentative inquiry or are you ready to go because you know all about us? And if your secretary isn't doing that, your website isn't doing that, your physios aren't doing that, even a patient who comes in for that first evaluation, that first consultation, do not assume that they are ready to give you money. They won't put up much of a fuss. Just like millions of people today in Macy's will be saying, well, listen, I'll have a think for an hour. How many times have you done that in a store? Let me have a think. Let, can you put them behind the counter and I'll come back in an hour? And then they never, ever came back. That's because it's just the easy way out. You don't want to say no to the very helpful sales rep who has helped you today. So if you tell her that you've got to go and get some money out of the cash machine or that you, your mother's got the credit cards or your husband's got the credit cards or your wife has the purse or your wallet or whatever, that's your way of saying, I'm still not ready. But if you give me an hour or two or what it is is sometimes it's called for, let me see if the shop over the road has these cheaper or a more comfortable pair etc. So the behavior pattern is, I'm very interested, but I'm just not 100% sure. So just because I've got the shoes on, my feet, in the store on level five, with the sales rep helping me, who thinks she's getting my sale today, they fit me perfectly, I've agreed that I like them, I've agreed that it's what I came for, but I'm still not ready. That's the equivalent of the patient today who books an appointment, who does make their way there and has a problem that is bad enough and they're confident enough to get their way there in the first place, is sitting in your evaluation today, telling you that they want 10 sessions and then drops off after the first. And then everybody says it's the money. Oh, they didn't have the money. Oh, they just didn't want to pay. I'd give you absolute 
if that happened in my clinic, bullshit. You didn't speak to them in a way, somebody didn't help them, the girl on the phone didn't speak to them in such a way that they were able to make a very confident decision by the time that they arrived. And that, by the way, that, by the way, is the goal of your receptionist. Your receptionist is not there to answer the phone. Your receptionist is not there to respond to emails or make coffee. Okay, yeah, she's going to do all of that. Her goal is to set the job up and make it much easier for the physical therapist. I keep saying it over and over and over again. I could live without, you know, my best PTs could leave tomorrow. I don't care. I'd rather lose my best PT than my best front desk all day long because if my front desk does her job there is no real decision for the patient to make tomorrow it's a given she is charged with the responsibility of setting the job up okay she's giving them enough information asking enough questions and spending enough time with them so that tomorrow there is no decision to make it's just a validation it's just a check off it's just that this is everything that that receptionist described to me is true therefore i'm going to go ahead with my purchase decision today even our free discovery visits. There's, the people keep saying to me, what's your conversion ratio? It's like through the roof. Nine out of 10. Like, and the one, like it'll just be that we shouldn't have let them in. That's all. They were just never going to, never ever going to go ahead. Somebody didn't question them right. So when you start to look at your business like that, you can see in a completely different light. Um, and again, so my, you know, always different different um, entry points for your patients and even when they arrive even when they've got the shoes on their feet at floor five don't assume that you have their business or their sale there is still a lot of work to be done and don't take offense to the fact that they say i want to go and have a look around or can you put these behind the counter for me again how many times have we done it can you put these behind the counter for me please because i don't have my wallet on me right now code four i'm going to go and shop around AKA, nobody did their work before I arrived to help me make the decision before I got the shoes on my feet to know that these shoes, when they are on my feet, that's it. I am done and I'm not going anywhere else. Now, a lot of physios don't want to do this. They don't want to put the hard work in. They don't want to put the time in. They want to get paid for everything that they do. And that's fine. That's cool. I completely respect it. Um, but those are the guys who are going to run headlong into frustration and will be banging their heads against brick walls um, as time passes and consumerism literally grips healthcare. So um, that's episode number 13. Um, quite fitting. Christmas time. Uh, as you wander around your department store, whether you're in Britain, Australia, New Zealand, America, wherever you are, uh, just think Macy's. Go watch Miracle on 34th Street, think Macy's, and think about all of the different ways that I could get to the floor that I really want to be on. And then understand that that is no different to your business today. People um, want to be on floor 5, some people need to be on floor 7, some people need to be on floor 12. Um, the higher that you take me the more risk it, that is involved. And you have to give me different ways to start uh, that journey with you so that I can ultimately end up on floor 12 or floor five or whatever it is, where the shoes are or where the dresses are or where the TVs are that I want to buy to solve a problem in my life today. And even when I get there, I need to see more than one TV. I need to see a black pair and a brown, brown pair of shoes. I need to see a white hat and I need to see a black hat. I need to see uh, a hat with a huge you know, uh, visor on the front and I need to see one without. That's the way I've been conditioned to do everything. You take me into your clinic today and I can't do that, it feels uncomfortable. And if it feels uncomfortable, something called dissonance builds in the brain and dissonance um, leads to uh, the person feeling uncomfortable. And if they feel uncomfortable, they won't make a confident purchase decision. So there we go. 
episode number 13 is done um we will most likely get another episode in before christmas um if i don't uh, we will we're going to get another episode in before christmas we'll get we'll get one in so um that's everything I've got to say. I just want to say thank you again for all of your kind words and your comments. Um, made a huge announcement to my email list. If you're not on my email list, by the way, go to Paul uh, go to paulgoff.com um, and opt in. Send me uh, opt in, and I'll give you my free reports and some free information that I've got. Make sure you get on my email list because I talk a lot about stuff that I'm doing. I'm starting out to do events all around the world, and we've just announced my first event, which is happening um, in early 2017. It's my More Patients, More Profits workshop. Going to be going deep, deep, deep into the structure and the format of how you can communicate with people on this level so that we can put all of these types of things that I discuss on the podcast into your business with some kind of structure and some kind of framework um, and build the content and the narrative around um, how we now have to communicate with customers and how we have to have the elevators and we have to have the stairs and the escalators in our business. I'm going to dive deep into this topic um, in uh, Texas in San Antonio in February February the 17th to the 19th if you want to come uh, you can reach out to me Paul at paulgoff.com uh, we only have 10 seats and 5 are gone as I talk to you right now but if you think you're interested in it I'll be pretty much revealing my entire blueprint of how I grew my business uh, to over 10,000 cash paying customers uh, in a country with a free healthcare system everything will be revealed um, at the event um, and you will leave with a marketing plan a marketing system and know exactly how to communicate with more people who are um, getting more and more skeptical and tentative about doing business and handing over money in the healthcare profession. So you can go to the ptprofitacademy.com forward slash profits hyphen workshop and you will find uh, all of the information on the workshop which is also running at my practice in april in the uk on april 6th 7th and 8th so we're in san antonio for three days on the 17th 18th and 19th of february which uh, coincides with the csm conference in the area so i'm going to be in town for that if you go in let's have a beer whether or not you want to come to my workshop and then i'm running the same workshop in the uk if you want to come to that uh april 6th 7th and 8th uh, send me an email paul at paulgoff.com if you're interested uh or you want to know more or just visit the web page so that's it for today uh be sure to follow me on twitter at the paul goff check out my facebook page paul goff's business school for physical therapists uh and follow me on instagram as well we're going to be doing a lot more on instagram and sharing more videos more content more blog uh just general uh in great information to help you to grow this business of yours i'm dedicated to your success i'm dedicated to helping you to be uh, more successful so that you in turn can impact more people and this podcast is just one way um, that I am determined to do that so thanks for your time I'll speak to you again very soon thank you for listening to the physical therapy business school podcast if you want to advance your business education even faster then simply head over to callgoff.com where there are instant access pdf reports and online training that you can have from us for free you can take after report the seven things that PT school forgot to teach you about becoming a successful business owner and the online tutorial, How to Generate 20 New Patients in the Next 30 Days Without a Single Referral from a Doctor. Both of these free trainings will give you more guidance, clarity, and the essential skills to help you grow a more successful physical therapy business starting today. Find out the critical things that Paul's learned from growing his very own private physical therapy business and from helping other business owners from all across America, in Britain, Canada, and Australia. As valued listeners, we want to give you this training for free. All you have to do is head over to paulgoff.com, that's P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H dot com to collect them.
We'll see you again next week for another episode of Paul Goff's Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And until then, have a fabulous week.